The views and opinions expressed by guests on Connected do not necessarily reflect those of Side Street Studio Arts. and welcome to Connected. This is the podcast from Side Street Studio Arts where we have conversations with members of the arts community. And this is one of our special series entitled Vote Local, the Art and Local Politics. I am Erin Rayberg, one of the founders and executive directors of Side Street Studio Arts. And joining me today is Carol Woman Carol Rauschenberger, who is running for re-election for the Elgin City Council. Welcome, Carol. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here today. It's nice to see you. <laughs> um, we're going to dive right in. And Carol, I want to hear your Elgin story. What are you doing here? How'd you get here? What's going <laughs> yeah. on? <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's a, I can probably do it in a short version, but um, I grew up here in Elgin and um, on Prospect Street. Now I think it's called Prospect Boulevard. And um in a, a big family, um, uh, you know, in the 50s and 60s, I had I, um, five brothers and sisters. And my parents were very involved in the community. So, um, you know, I had a model um, for community engagement. Um, when I went off to school, University of Illinois, and then um, for quite a few years after that, I lived abroad. I took my first job actually in Athens, Greece as a therapist and um, went back and got an MBA in international business because I sort of have this um, interest in travel and the world outside. And I lived in New York City. I lived in Michigan for a while. um, After I had children, we moved to the the East. I lived on the island of Saipan. And then as life takes one, um, my mother was getting on in years. And it looked like it was maybe my turn to come home and um, take care of, be with family and help take care of my mom. So that, you know, and it was a point in my career and my life and my kids were still grade school age. So we came home to Elgin. And it, the the idea of coming home to be with my family was not, you know, even a second guess. But, you know, you think, okay, I'm out there in the world. And then I'm coming home to Elgin. (laughs) But you know what? It turned out in so many ways to be such a great thing for my family. Um, So um, here I am. And um, as is my nature, when I lived in New York City or when I lived in Chelsea, Michigan, I was on the the village council there. When I lived in New York City, I was head of my cooperative, like, you know, a 40 um, apartment uh, cooperative housing. that so I got to know about cooperatives, and um, when I lived in Saipan, I you know worked with literacy and children. So I've always kind of felt strongly about supporting my community in whatever way seemed good and necessary. So I did that. Um, so happy to bring my kids here. Um, they've had a great experience in a very multicultural place. I came right before I lived in New York City, of course, super multicultural, but. Um, for a while, we lived in Chelsea, Michigan, which is a beautiful little place, however, very um, homogeneous. And I have two children from adopted from Cambodia. And it was um, 
almost like we needed a bigger, more multicultural place. And Elgin has it. Elgin has it all. We are multicultural. We do have. Um, it, it is the city in the suburbs. We have access to Chicago. Um, the arts. I was very impressed when I first came here, um, going to the local art um, exhibitions and theater and things like that. The Elgin Symphony Orchestra. So I felt pretty much at home. It was not the Elgin I left um, <clears throat> many years ago. It's a different place and and a more vibrant and um, interesting place. So, And so all of that involvement, of course, makes sense that you're running for city council, but you're running for re-election, correct? Correct. And why are you doing that? Why are you sticking around? <laughs> no, one more. <laughs> so I, I think there's, you know, this has been an extraordinary last couple of years, not only in Elgin, but regionally and nationally and globally. And so some of the, the cross um, projects that I've started, I would like to continue to see to fruition. One is, um, as we all know, uh, you know, we've had the Black Lives Matter movement nationally, and it, we need to focus on our community that is very diverse. And one of the things I'd like to see through is we have um, worked very well with our police chief on making some changes to how we as a community and as our police department um, interface with people of color but one of the things I'd like to really see happen is our police task force. Um, we voted on that last year to put together a task force just to look at what what um, what we can do to be a better city. What can what can we do as um, better policing of all of our citizens? And so I think that's going to be a good um, uh, collaboration with the police department with citizens. Um, move forward there. That's one. I was recently appointed to the Sustainability Commission. I hadn't been a liaison to a commission before. And um, I know Tish got the, the, the key one, the one that I've always wanted to be on, which is the Cultural <laughs> Arts Commission. But um, so, but you know what? That's been a really wonderful thing. I feel like I've made um, progress um, moving forward with the commission's um, goals to for Elgin to be a greener city and to be part of more of the the global movement toward um, making sure we have an environment to leave our children. So I want to finish the work I started there. And that includes, you know, we're hiring a, a sustainability director and we're doing some research on, on our baseline of uh, emissions. Um, I, I would like to make sure that as we move out of COVID that, that we are using funds we have in the best way. Um, and to make sure, I mean, I, I fear to see people, you know, with their couches on our street corners. I, I that had, when I first moved back to Elgin was during that the 2008 housing, housing crisis, and it just broke my heart. So I think we need to be thoughtful of every citizen and their needs um, through this COVID pandemic. And finally, I've always been a big um, person for this revitalization of downtown. And um, recently it seems to have gotten a little steam. So surprisingly in these times. So, so those are my four main projects, but of course I want to have a, a happy and safe Elgin and a place where, you know, I was happy to raise my kids and I want the next, next generation to do that as well. You mentioned a few things that we're going back to. Um, 
But what has been your past involvement in and support of the arts and culture in Elgin since you've been here? So first of all, I will say that um, I am an audience member. Um, I am a big supporter of all our arts. You can see me at theater performances and um, the Elgin Symphony Orchestra at our um, chamber music um, at art shows. Um, so I, I think I, I wanna first of all, lead by example saying that um, our arts community is super important. And of course it's wonderful. So I am an audience member, number one. I'm a patron on a small scale. I, I wish I had more money to be, um, but I do support um, them as much as I am you know, capable financially. And of course, as a city council person, um, I'm a, a big supporter of whatever possible um, we can, I can work with my colleagues about making sure that the arts are represented in our, the, you know, our vision for the city. And what does that look like, arts being represented in the vision for the city? What does that look like to you right now or moving forward? Um, so I will say that what, um, it's important, the two important things I think about the city and arts is first that we have um, a cultural arts commission. So that I think probably was developed maybe um, under the previous mayor who was a, um, a big supporter of arts. So that commission puts arts and culture at um, as one of our long-term objectives for the city. So we, what I think we don't often keep in mind is um, we need to have, you know, the vision of sustainability because that's one of our visions of um, arts and culture, of diversity, et cetera. Those should be the, the lenses we make decisions through. So um, that's important. And I think we always need to think of that. Um, and the second thing that's more recent is that we actually have a staff member, um, Amanda Harris. She came on as a part-time um, staff person to our city manager for cultural arts. And of course she's a, a fantastic person and a great representative for us um, to have. So those are, they'll show commitment by the city. Um, now there's lots of things that happen, I think underneath uh, Amanda and um, the commission. And um, I think, you know, number one, commission should have and this goes for the Sustainability Commission and the Cultural Arts Commission and our Human Relations Commission. Again, these all show that we have these commitments to people and uh, to these uh, ideas and ideals in our community, and they should be feeding into us more. I've always said that the commissions are not strong enough. They should be reporting directly in a sense to us and not kind of layered up. So for example, I'm having sustainability commission is coming to give a report to um, city council. And I want that to happen, um, you know, more often if quarterly, if possible, um, because these are citizens, we're asking citizens to give us input and so that they should have a, a strong voice. So I think the cultural arts commission should have a stronger voice. I think that um, we need to, that should be our lens always. Um, I, I think, you know, I've always advocated for bigger budgets for commissions, all the commissions. And I know I've gotten pushback, like, why should I give citizens money 
well, wait a minute, these we've asked these citizens to advise us. So, um, and uh, you know, in a strong, I found out that if you have a, a strong liaison, a, a council liaison, so uh, I think Tish is a good representative um, for cultural arts and um, she needs to advocate to us what we need more of. Your, a few of my interviews have brought up um, the Cultural Arts Commission, which for those who don't know, I'm the chairwoman of the Elgin Cultural Arts Commission. And I think the idea of these commissions might be brand new to some people, Carol. So, okay, uh, you know, and that's occurring to me now. So the commissions are made up of volunteers from the community who have applied, sought out these commissions and applied to be part of them. And then the city council approves those members and those volunteers serve for, I think our terms are three years, mm -hmm. um, but I'm always wrong. <laughs> I've been yeah, on it long enough right. that I can't remember how long the terms are now. Um, right. But these are uh, Elgin residents for the most part uh, who volunteer their time often monthly to meet and um, serve as what you're saying, voices yeah. of the community. Voices of the community and should be suggesting policy to us. You know, we're representing you. <laughs> we're representing the people. These people have stood forward and said, I'm interested in this area. So, um, so you know, it should be one of the places that we, but I don't think since I've been on, City Council, we've you we have had a strong enough relationship between council and um, commissions, and I think that you know it's your voices that we need to hear. Um, you know, I, I shouldn't have to fight, or you know, not fight to have a difference of opinion um, about something I bring forward when I say, well, my my commission is representing community, and and so um, I, I think that gives a lot of gravitas to these policy suggestions. Um, you know, we don't have, not 100%, but it should be a better uh, relationship and discussion and we would move forward with a better representation of um, and what Elgin is and wants to be. Agree. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> if you agree or disagree. But. Yeah. And I think the commission, for, so under the commission, I mean, I know a lot of what Elgin does, and I believe, you know, that we have uh, the art space, or um, not art space, but our, um, you know, in the professional building, the the we support okay. rentals, yeah, there, um, we give out grants, um, and and we've, you know, done some good things with grants this year due to COVID, and I believe that's all come out of really the Cultural Arts Commission's decisions. So there has to be a good uh, a good commission, and um, we're you know they're advising us on how to utilize those funds. Could we use more funds? Yes. <laughs> you mentioned a couple of these things already, right? Elgin calls itself the city in the suburbs, but also calls itself a city of the arts. Um, you know, from time to time, and you're mentioning a few of the ways that the city currently supports its involvement in the arts. Um, more money, better communication are a couple of the things you bring up. Is there anything else you would want to elevate or change uh, in regards to the city working with artists? Um, I think um, one of the important things is 
sometimes I have to always step back. And I, I, I know I've said this to you before. I'm like, I come to the city, an image of what is in one of our problems. And um, uh, um, I don't think Elgin does a great job of promoting itself. <laughs> um, you know, I've been in lots of, uh, you know, developer um, sort of um, meetups and talk to people outside of Elgin. And I always ask, I always ask, you know, what do you know about Elgin? And a lot of it is, you know, oh, you're way out there or you're at the end of the train line. And some people say you're sort of this kind of uh, place where arts is developing. And I'd love to hear that. Um, but they don't know much else about Elgin. So I don't think we do a good job in this region of promoting ourselves as a, an interesting place to live, an interesting place to put your company and an interesting place to visit because I know our art scene needs more than just, I mean, it'd be great if our whole community <laughs> supported the arts, but um, you know, New York City can't, New York City brings people from the whole world to support their arts. So um, so I think that image when, and play, especially when I think like, you know, we have all these wonderful things for children. We have a the uh, children's theater, um, no other community around here has that. We have the, LG, the Youth Symphony Orchestra. No, nobody else has anything like that um, around here. We have the Elgin um, Chamber Music, and you know, uh, uh, so many um, things. Risa Jones is um, her opera, her children's yeah. opera. Humphrey. Wow, who else has that? And do we? And uh, you know, so we have wonderful visual and um, performing arts for all ages right down to the Elgin Corral. So why, why don't we, why don't people know that? Why don't people know that? And uh, of course, um, you know, arts, and I don't, uh, uh, the other thing I think that we uh, need to do a better job of talking to our other council members about, and the rest of the city is, and I know that, that the arts community tries to do that, is, um, you know, there's that um, amount, I think it's, $1 spent on arts is usually like $10, $12 on um, other spend expenditure in your community. So it's a it's not only cultural, but quality of life, which I think that's my name, my main thing about art, but it's also an economic can be an economic driver. And I see that and I always have seen that as um, part of the revitalization of downtown. I know that's another question. Um, but we have to be serious about it. We have to support it. <laughs> yeah, before we head into downtown, what does that promoting Elgin outside of Elgin look like? When you say that, what are you looking for? What do you mean? Okay, so I have, I've um, the, um, we do have the uh, Elgin um, Visitors and Convention Bureau. So I have been a proponent with them for a long time to talk about arts and architecture. They go to, the, those are our two big things that makes Elgin stand out. And we, you know, they, they had some sort of constraint in the past that said they could not um, do this. But more recently with COVID, they, they have less constraints about it. But we need to, the, that's a lot of money that they have for promotions. And that can be promoted not only 
um, locally, but, and I say regionally, I, I say within 50 miles. Um, I've talked to a few young families that have moved to Elgin recently. And, um, you know, they were, they, they see Elgin also as sort of a, uh, a place where arts is interesting and growing. So I think, you know, if we can just get to the Chicago area, um, you know, everybody wants to attract new people to our, their communities or to come and visit their communities. So I think that's one way. I mean, Elgin, um, you know, just public relations. Um, I, um, when I first came to Elgin, I, I was also the one that started that, that science fair that has been taken over by U46. And my idea on that was, you know what, you don't have to be from Naperville or Barrington. <laughs> we have 50,000 students in U46. And you know, we've got geniuses in our own community. We have to. Statistically, it says we have geniuses. In <laughs> so why isn't Elgin, why don't we have a science fair so that we can say that Elgin has, you know, kids going to Stanford and kids getting national science awards. So that helps our community. Um, so in all of these things. So I think it's like you need to focus on um, those sort of quality of education, quality of um, life. And I think cultural arts is, of course, a quality of life. So bringing oh, back, yeah. um, you know that Side Street is a member of the downtown community and downtown areas are typically hubs for arts and culture activities. Yes. Um, do you feel this about our downtown and do you think the city of Elgin should be doing more or different in support of a vibrant downtown? And then kind of as a follow-up to that, what about outside of downtown? How are we interacting with the arts and culture outside of downtown? You know, I, I think, first of all, that was a, you know, you had mentioned that in some pre-questions. I thought that's, you know, sort of an interesting point. Um, and I'm willing to sort of listen to those things. Um, I do think that what makes Elgin different from, um, you know, uh, a, I guess a Schaumburg or uh, another area is that we do have this kind of historic cultural downtown um, it's walkable. It, it has all the, I, I think I've called it the urban advantage. You know, we have a river, we have old beautiful buildings, we have um, a, a bike path, um, we have uh, uh, some living downtown. And so um, we have a train to Chicago. All those make downtown Elgin like a, a, a little uh, um, urban walkable center that a lot of young people and a lot of older people are looking for. And along with all those amenities, they want good restaurants, a grocery store, and the arts. I mean, I will always say, you know, we do a good job for what we have. I've used this example before. Um, this is a couple of years ago, but I went to Judson and heard um, Queen Noor from um, Jordan give a talk. And that evening I came to the um, the professional building you know, showcase on the top floor and heard um, a, 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 what do you call it? A harp quintet. Where else in the Chicago suburbs can you, you know, in the afternoon see a, an international woman, you know, talk about, you know, women's issues in the world and then go hear five, I believe it was five women playing harp together, which is, you know, not, that's hard to see around the world. And that was in Elgin on the same day. 
I'm like, you know, we have a great hidden, you know, we're a hidden gem here. So, um, but this was basically near our downtown. So um, I think downtowns, again, I think the beating heart of Elgin is going to be, if ever, our, our this place, our, our um, downtown. Um, it might not be our economic engine, um, but somehow, uh, and I may be wrong on this, when you have um, longitudinal downtowns like Randall Road, there's just no there there. Um, you know, I guess you can run into somebody at Myers, but um, I mean, if people would get to know downtown Elgin, you know what? I feel like I can walk in any restaurant or store or, or coffee shop and somebody knows my name. Um, so I think we need to see that as a vision and keep working toward that. Arts is, you know, again, living in New York City. Even when I lived in Chelsea, Michigan, interestingly enough, we had um, Jeff Daniels had the Purple Rose Theater. So Jeff Daniels is from Chelsea, Michigan. And he opened a little theater in downtown Chelsea, Michigan, which is virtually two blocks long. Mm -hmm. But that became, you know, it, it was great. I mean, again, I could walk from my house and go to a theater. Um, after he opened that, there was some, you know, art art uh, places that opened. And, um, but we still kept some restaurants and some little stores and things like that. It was a little, a vibrant, walkable downtown. So that's what I hope for. But I wouldn't, I, I shouldn't say we shouldn't, um, you know, it's an interesting idea to say, do we need something more West, um, some sort of venue? Though we do have um, ECC. <laughs> um, and one of the other ideas, I will tell you two ideas that I've had over the years that have gone nowhere. One is that we should be working um, very closely. I think we should work with ECC, the Hammonds and their um, director of arts to together and to bring in more performance art um, and to use both of those venues. Have one per why is one person out there who's a, who I think does a great job with performing arts at um, ECC not help us with the hemming? That's one idea that, that can save money for both the city and, and to look at the different venues and say which one's better for which sort of acts. Um, because we already have someone hired in this community to do that. And again, you know this other idea. I've always thought um, one of the, a retail idea for our downtown is to bring um, fashion designers. Because that works so well with, I mean, that's a visual art <laughs> in a sense. So um, explain and, that say bring fashion designers downtown. What explain your project idea more with that? Oh, well, so, yeah, so I, um, so I had a friend from Australia and he, she told me a story about a suburb of Sydney that was sort of, you know, needing something. So there, that community said, okay, let's, let's focus on something. And so um, they asked fashion designers to come and, and take like their empty storefronts and they, they, they subsidized their um, rent for a year. And again, so, um, and it became now a very chic, you know, sort of neighborhood that's, you know, very fashion oriented. So, you know, we have downtown open spaces. And so I did try to get, and we do have in this area, 
like five different, I think College DuPage, the, um, the, there's a Schomburg School of, of Fashion. We have um, Columbia downtown. So there were like four or five um, fashion schools in um, uh, the Chicago area and in the suburbs. And so the idea was, could we take some amount of money and look at locations? Um, the other thing I have to say is for fashion, you know, you, there's a low barrier to entry. I say in business, I know this bit because I think about starting a grocery store, that costs a million dollars to set up a store, but to set up um, maybe a, a boutique, um, you virtually need a space and you need uh, some racks, a chair and a place to change. So. Um, and maybe more than that, but it's low barrier to entry. You can borrow re local art to put in your walls. So, um, so I just thought I, my idea was really to go around to um, have someone from staff or from the downtown neighborhood association or someone to actually go and take this idea out to um, faculties at these schools. Um, you know, can we be Elgin Fashion West? So it, it's a, just a broad idea. And um, so I just thought it was a good way to bring, um, and as with anything, when you bunch businesses together, so one fashion boutique would have a hard time, but if you have five fashion boutiques, um, they, you know, they bring in similar customers and then they um, create a, a district and more sales. So that was an idea. I mean, it's a it's a big one, but not uh, not unattainable if we had worked toward it. <laughs> we only have a few minutes left, but I want to touch on our current moment, right? Which is how is very difficult for independent artists, arts organizations, nonprofits, yes. presenting organizations. Uh, what have you seen the city do so far to help us all through this? And what do you think the city's role should be in pulling us out of the, this when it's when it's safe to gather in more traditional ways again? Um, I think um, as I know that we've um, this past year, the uh, Cultural Arts Commission did change some of the funding from basic performance and gave it to um, uh, our, our art artists and um, art organizations for they could take the money and use it for operational because I, you know, I understand that uh, the, one of the biggest groups affected in this whole country is um, artists because there are, and art and also, you know, theaters and things like that. There's really, you know, and we don't see the end to it. So I think that's one thing we've done. I think that we need to, um, I guess my, myself, as I've thought about this, I need to be um, advocating on a state level and a national level with, you know, Representative Krishnamurthy and Senator Durbin, that we need arts in the next package to support all of us. I think um, we could talk about, I hope what we get more COVID funding and that we can see, see that some of that goes to um, our organizations in Elgin that need it the most, um, which can be uh, small businesses, art, businesses because you're you know economic drivers as well um i think 
what we might, the Cultural Arts Commission, I'm, you know, hoping they come back to us with some suggestions. Um, I think this summer might be our opportunity for art outside. We need, you know, it's going to be, I think, another year before people are very um, comfortable with um, being inside or being inside with Mary. So what can we do to have performances outside? Can we change parking lots into outdoor theaters? Can we have art installations, you know, all through the downtown or, you know, uh, in parks on the west side and the east side? So I, I think we need to think bigger and we need to think outside. Um, and to think about this, you know, a, a process of healing, perhaps, you know, can we have a call for um, and, and invest in that this year and involve all our artists? So those are some um, ideas. I think as we move forward, uh, you know, again, I'd love to hear this come back from Cultural Arts Commission. Um, what kind of budgets do they think they need to help um, uh, to make arts a, a, a strong um, driver of, you know, Elgin moving forward? And, you know, I think we haven't had that discussion. I don't think we've ever had that discussion um, since I've been on council. So, again, maybe commission needs to back to us. And I've talked in the past, this is an idea that I haven't had much support on, but I know other countries do this or other cities or other places. Um, there's been uh, that you actually have a revenue stream, like for example, from hotels and motel tax. You know, you get 1% of that and that goes toward my suggestion, you know, would be like, that's a continuing, it might go up and down, but it's a, it's a revenue stream that we can, you know, that we've dedicated. So those are ideas that I think um, we should come up with. Um, and again, I think arts are critical to everyday life. <laughs> and um, I think we've all missed <laughs> the opportunities. Um, I guess we've we've been focused on TV art. I mean, what we could see on the the. The, the computer screen, the television screen is, um, but it's not as fulfilling as it can be. Mm -hmm. We're just about out of time. Is there anything you wanted to touch on that we didn't get to? Um, I, I think, you know, I want to thank all the, the art organizations in Elgin, of which there are many, uh, uh, and, and I want everyone to know how important they are. Um, to everyone. And I think people don't realize how important they are um, to our everyday life and to what makes Elgin a great place. And so, um, and I, thank you for having me. Um, I, again, it was some interesting discussions and I would love to listen to more ideas about, do we need a West Side venue? You know, mm -hmm. does that help? Would that help people become more engaged at Elgin? Um, some, you know, ideas that way. Yeah. Carol, if people have questions for you or want to find you um, or, or learn more about you, where should they go? What should they do? Um, you can reach me my email. This is my personal email, but also my campaign email is carol, C-A-R-O-L, at compuman, 
C-O-M-P-U-M-A-N.com. So Carol at CompuMan.com. And I do have a um, campaign website, but it's not quite finished. <laughs> I think um, so. Uh, but email me. I will get back to you. Got it. So um, everyone, get that vote local plan together, right? Our local elections are our most important, and this is an important one coming up. Early voting starts in March, um, and so start to figure out how you're going to vote in person uh, or early, whatever you want to do. Carol, thank you so much for joining me today. Yes. Yeah, and it's important for everyone to vote. This is a big election. Consolidated elections are, um, you know, we've got township, we've got school board, we've got library board. But you know what? If you have someone you need to vote for, go vote for, if if nothing else, vote for that person. Be participant. You know, if you don't really know what's going on in the township, you know, maybe you can skip that part or maybe, I mean, you shouldn't, but, but it is a hard one. And I think people get overwhelmed by such a big election. And so, um, but, you know, go and do your best and voting is the best way we can um, have our voices heard. So thank you again for having me. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. You can follow all of the Side Street stuff on all the social media and at sidestreetstudioarts.org. And be sure to check out our podcast connected on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. We have a few more of these Vote Local series to go. So please check them out. And everyone be safe and have a good day. Thanks, Carol. Bye. Bye. Connected is a Side Street Studio Arts production. Music by Tanner Melvin. Produced by Nick Mataragas. To find out more about Connected and all the great things Side Street Studio Arts offers, please visit sidestreetstudioarts.org.